0: I
1: better get used to the Hello, everybody, and welcome to At the Elephants. I'm your host, Rob Morris. I am incredibly grateful to have absolutely anybody listening to this, so if you can hear me now, I just want you to know I appreciate your time. I've got a great show lined up for you and some fascinating guests who have amazing stories to share, but first, I need to do a few small and quick acknowledgements. Uh, First of all, to Dave Thomas Brown, uh, my wonderful and talented uh, friend who just finished his off-Broadway debut in Heathers, the musical. Dave put together the graphics for the show and the logo, which I greatly appreciate, and I couldn't have done it without him. He's actually responsible as well for the title of At the Elephants. Credit for that goes to Dave. Also, the music provided by Daniel Limone and also scoring in this episode brought to you by Max Stampa-Brown. Head over to SoundCloud.com and search for Max Stampa-Brown and you're going to find a large amount of beautiful music that Max has put together, um, mostly all by himself. Even if you hear multiple instruments, that's our Max. He's incredible and it won't be a waste of your time to check that out. Also, credit where credit's due, I have to give a shout out to my lovely girlfriend Rebecca Brinkley for letting me use our extra bedroom as a recording studio. Also, to everybody at the hostel in 10 Manhattan Avenue, I offer you the same appreciation. This year is a very exciting year to be around you in CSA for a number of reasons. There's an incredible amount of construction that's finishing up on campus that should result in a number of beautiful new buildings, the brand new library, uh, which looks big enough to get lost in, also the new UNCSA Police Department facilities, which I believe sits over some sort of bat cave that all of the chargers will be parked in. The school turns 50 this year, assuring us that UNCSA is finally over the hill. The hill. Get it? Because we have the hill in the middle. Nah, never mind. Alright, alright, I know what you're thinking. You didn't tune in to hear me make a bunch of terrible puns. You want to hear everybody talk about their stage names and Stephen Cobb with the FBI and yada, yada, yada. Well, that's just fine, because it's time to do that. So let's move on to our first segment What's in a Name? A name, a name. What's in a name? I guess the answer to that is easy. A lot if you're born with a really weird one. I graduated in 2013, and four of my actor pals have changed their names for show business. As someone with an incredibly old sounding and mundane moniker, I haven't done much to mine but embrace a nickname and continue sounding as white as ever. My friends, however, are selling themselves in a business based on constant, brief first impressions and two words go a long way. First up, my dear friend Megan. Now, if you know her at all, you know that her given name borders on irony, and a young lady this beautiful is anything but stanky. All the same, she and her two sisters from Houston, Texas, are the Stanky Girls.
2: Three girls. Just three of us girls. That means the stanky name dies with us. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And early
1: in your case.
2: Yes. um, I mean, I still have it as my name, so like when I go into work or whatever. But when I go into like a theater, what audition happens or whatever. When
1: you become a name that people know? You gonna officially change it?
2: I may officially change, yeah. It might
1: get dicey.
2: It will get, it does actually get dicey sometimes when I'm having to fill out contracts for television and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they give you like 20 minutes to fill it all out and I'm like, wait, do I need to put right. what name? And like, It actually is very common, so when I ask a question, most people are like, oh, this here, this there, whatever. For me, it's a when I went into auditions as like a little kid, like going in and saying, hi, my name is Megan Stanky and I'll be doing this. You may not flinch, like the person sitting behind the desk may not even flinch, but I know in their mind what they're thinking. There's a response. There is a response.
1: And you're not a stanky girl.
2: Thank you. That, and that's like one thing I had to always make sure was that I didn't like smell or anything, because then just Do you think like, about that
1: all growing up? You're like, I can't ever smell.
2: I can't ever smell. I can't.
1: Not for a moment.
2: Not even for not a second.
1: Not post-workout. No, nothing. nothing. And now Megan West is free to smell however she likes so now west where do west come Uh, from
2: it is my i was my sister was actually doing my little sister was doing an ancestry project and um one of my great great grandmas is laura west and i just really liked it i'm very into classic actors and actresses so that i like that it has the classic feel but the you know with megan it's still like you know young and new or whatever so i had a little bit of both so so it's really nice to just go into an, into an edition and just like, hi, my name is Megan West, and this is my work, not what my name is. Right. This is my work. I'm going to let my work say who I am.
1: Eric Gugasberg. Say that to yourself five times fast. Go ahead. You can pause this. I'll wait. Okay, great. Wasn't that fun? Well, now that you're back, you'll be glad to know he wised up and changed to Eric Todd. Much easier, right? Well, Eric, who moonlights as a shirtless bartender, and rightfully so, came by bearing beverages for both of us, and we chatted about his decision to delete some syllables. What are we drinking again? Oh,
3: this is the, um, Rasburita? Right. Oh, right? Yeah, okay. It's really good. Yeah, it's, um,. Pretty well disguised and witty. Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is that how you describe it as a bartender? <laughs> yeah. so it's this, I don't know, subtle irony. Specific like sweet finish, I, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. It's very sweet. There's lots of sugar in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <sighs> I'm not worried about it, man. I trust you. The fizzy thing that you put in at the beginning, that's part of the flavor.
3: Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Um,
1: chalky. You, you, a little chalky. <laughs> But you 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 won't remember too much about that. So you're I'm totally not worried fine. about it, man. Like I said, <laughs> I trust you. As a man who recently changed his name, why should I doubt what you have to say? I know, right, man? I know. So, um, Eric Todd, right? Uh-huh. That's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. I like that.
3: That's tough, though. That's so not why not Gugasberg?
1: Um, it's a good fucking name, dude. I
3: know. I actually, as I get older, I enjoy it more and more. But it's uh, it's a mouthful. You know, I talked about it with um, agents and managers, and they were just like, yeah. Like, because Todd is my middle name, so I figure that's easy to use, and I don't have to change anything legally.
1: Alec Shaw is a great name, but so is Alec Grooms. Alec's change was not so much about his last name, but his first. It should be mentioned that while I did discuss this with Alec months ago, I found later that I didn't get this excerpt on tape. Alec was nice enough to chat again over the phone.
3: I think I really started considering a name change about halfway through my third year. It came out of a couple of places. Uh, my grandmother, back in the day, was a uh, dancer with ABT, uh, with George Balanchine, actually. And that's my grandmother on the Shaw side. And she's a really, really- So it's a
1: it's a maiden name on your mother's side is where it comes from.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's from my mom's side. Uh, and it's, it's my middle name. And uh, so it was first started as like some, I guess kind of an homage to her and then on the very practical side, people were always mishearing my first name as Alex, or they were just assuming it was that. It was uh, the thing with the K the and the guh, Alec Grooms, in, in my mind, <laughs> made it harder for people to hear that differently and Alec Shawl, you can't really get around the K sound. Yeah, it just it rolls off a little bit easier.
1: You changed it more because of the way your two names fit together and less of, like, I really don't like my last name, I need to change it.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's nothing against grooms. I mean, I love that name and that side of my family is fantastic. <laughs> and, the, and the fact that it's always been part of my name didn't make it feel like that seismic of a transition.
1: Well, thanks, man. Thanks for talking to me and, uh, you know, for um, helping me out with um, losing our previous conversation.
3: (laughs) Dude, of course. No worries. All right. Great. I'll talk to you later, man. All right. Later, buddy.
1: Schlanger, I hardly know her. Was my favorite joke at school about Leighton? With a name like Leighton Schlanger, there were a lot of jokes. Becoming Leighton Samuels was a complicated decision my dear Jewish pal made for a few reasons.
4: Yeah, um, the idea kind of came to me because I, 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 the the last name Schlanger is quite simply a very ethnic name, and uh, and I mean it, it's it's not even a particularly Jewish name. Like if if it were a a Stein or, or a Berg, um, yeah, you know, it it would it would fit a little bit more at least how it looked. You know, Schlangers just sounds very German, Um, and and also another I guess kind of smaller thing um, is is it's it's a little porny, you know. It it, I I still wanted to keep my father's name in it, and my dad's first name is Samuel, Um, so I just took the Samuel, added an S, and uh, made up my last name, because I I am in a in a bit of a, a different position. I'm, I'm trying to sell myself as, as two different things, as, as an actor and as a fight choreographer. And so I, I actually am, as far as fight choreography is concerned, I'm keeping Leighton Schleinger, um, and then uh, doing Leighton Samuels as, as the actor side of things, and, and just seeing how it, how it works out in these, these first couple of years.
1: Alex Shaw can be seen in his off-Broadway debut as Stephen Undershaft and Snobby Price in Major Barbara at the Pearl Theatre Company running November 7th through December 21st. And you can catch Megan West in a brand new series on ABC entitled How to Get Away with Murder starring Viola Davis, which premieres Thursday, September 25th, 10, 9 central. Agents and Cop Stephen C. Kopp has two degrees in two Carolinas and calls both North and South his home, making him far more of a Carolinian than any of you could imagine. Originally from Clemson, South Carolina, Stephen is the artistic director for Peppercorn Children's Theater in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Did I mention he's also fluent in German from his exchange program and a current New York City resident? Kopp seems to attract interesting people and situations regardless of where on the globe he gallivants. Here he is on a very interesting acting job he had before pursuing his directing degree at UNCSA.
5: One of the grad students' partner, Paul, he's, let's see, he is um, subcontracted with the FBI to hire actors. The actors portray sexually abused children in order to train new FBI interviewers to handle these children, who could potentially be anywhere from fragile to like okay and um, it still is around but uh, I was in a show with the the MFA actor and his partner saw the show it was good person of Szechuan I was the third god my first main stage show Um, and uh, he was like yeah I want this kid he could totally play a child like I found that if I wore shorts that were just a little bit more above the knee Uh uh-huh then I looked more like a child
1: and you're a small fella
5: you're a little guy Mm mm-hmm I'm a little guy. That's right. I had a 5-year-old, um, I, I had an 8-year-old, 12-year-old. Wow. How old, were, how old were you when you played a 5-year-old? That was freshman year of college, so that was 2006, I was a senior, so I'd maybe be like 18. Wow.
1: And you were playing a 5-year-old boy?
5: Yeah. It's, it's really an extended improv because you have a longer description of the like, point-by-point events. Is it long?
1: Um, how? I mean, what kind of file do
5: you get? It's just like a paragraph. Like, the, oh, okay. But then the agent's paragraph is smaller, right? And so there's inherently things they need to find out, and then there's also they're what, trying to fill in their paragraph. Yeah, gotcha. But it's also what you, the actor, creates and fills in all the holes. And then you fill in all the holes. Those are there are,
1: rules for that? I mean, how far is your imagination allowed it, to go?
5: It, it. I mean, as long as as long as it's justified and grounded in something that's, you know, like logical, right. Um, but it's also about, like, facts. Like, if, if you're given, like, a the name of a city in your description, you need to, like, look that up. You need to find a street where you live. You need to, like, fill in right, all those Right, and that's all they gaps.
1: give you, and then it's kind of your responsibility to bring in that. And yeah. it's got to be legit.
5: What does the house look like? What does the bed look like? They don't know these things. And right, I, and they're going to ask. Yeah. So you fill all that in, and then it just becomes an improv about whether or not, for me at least, I'll speak from my experience, whether or not mm-hmm. I as the child felt comfortable with them like they made me feel comfortable
1: let that be a lesson to you there's all kinds of weird jobs out there don't give up Folks, I am very excited about this next and final segment on At The Elephants. I didn't necessarily plan on having musical guests on the show, but this next group changed my mind about that. As many of you may know, Daniel Amond, drama class of 2012, has lent me the privilege of using his album Punk Philosophy as the scoring for this show, so you can consider the talented little guy my band leader. Every other week, he'll play us in and play us out. The album is available on iTunes, and I implore you all to buy it as soon as this is over. You will not regret it, especially since it now doubles as a soundtrack to your new favorite podcast. Well, Daniel is currently based in New York, but has been touring around with an incredible group he met down in Sarasota. They met up with me in the drama studios and chatted before playing a couple of their songs the first of which, Virginia May, is the scoring in the interview, and I'll let Sarah introduce the second. Enjoy the Blue-Eyed Bettys. So, Blue-Eyed Bettys, very excited to talk to you guys. I know Daniel, of course, already, so everybody else introduce yourselves so over here. I'm Ben Mackle.
6: I'm Sarah Hund.
1: I'm
0: Jamie Mohammedine. And for those that don't know me, I'm Daniel Mones. Uh, Anna Rooney, who's, um, she's like the head honcho at Peppercorn Theater, um, was uh, organizing an event at the Haynes Brands, uh, along with um, Joe Mount.
4: Um, mm-hmm.
0: He's the head of the outreach program? Yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, they were organizing an evening of music uh, featuring the Peppercorn Players and uh, the Amigos Band, and the, the Amigos are very big down here.
1: Yeah, there's an alum in that. Group, yeah, isn't there?
0: It, uh, Justin Pointexter. He went to uh, School of the Arts for guitar. Nice. Uh, I'm not sure when he graduated, but um yeah, he's he's he's, he's really very good. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's amazing. They yeah. put on some good
1: Americana, they really do. So you guys are playing with the amigos, and you guys have kind of a uh folky, bluegrassy kind of sound, and that seems like that went away, young people, playing that music for a while. And now it's kind of back. I haven't seen, like, a guitar in a 20-something's hand, or, I mean, a banjo, as it were, in, like, a very long time. But it's new, you know, like, we have Mumford Sons, David Brothers in the mainstream and stuff like that, but there is, like, a kind of resurgence in this folk music. Do you guys speak to that at all? Yeah, we're
7: very excited about that. It kind of brings it back to the roots of, of, of our country's music, um, and it, it helps with the storytelling, you know. It lends itself well to storytelling music, and that's... Really big with us since we are um, actors by trade, um, so we we love telling stories in general. So it helps a lot with our our style.
1: And you guys find each other by being actors. That's right. We yeah, did. that's how we
0: found each other. We're all based in New York, but we met doing a show down in Sarasota uh, at the um, Florida Studio Theater. We did a, a cabaret show, so that's how we met. It was all four of you or?
6: Uh, the three of us, Ben, Daniel, and and I uh, met there. Mm-hmm. And uh, then a few months later, Ben and I, at the same theater, did a production of Pump Boys and Dinettes. And that's where we met Jamie. He <laughs> was in that show with us. And yeah. We just met him a couple months we ago. We told
7: him he had to come along with us. <laughs> right. <and> we <laughs> gave him no choice. So yeah.
1: what went from like... Now we're all in Sarasota for a hot second and we like the way we sound together to let's travel up the east coast and, you know, sleep in the same beds and Right (laughs) (laughs) off pickles and cheese. (laughs) We um it's actually we're all since we're all
7: based in New York City, we had to go back anyway, so we thought we might as well make it into a tour.
1: Yeah. how hard was it to like yeah. get and your Sarah gigs together Sarah worked yeah. her yeah. butt off yeah she's really, really did. Good. She's, she's, she's your our, booking like, agent right she's now she's our manager yeah. nice, nice. nice. It, it
6: takes a lot of time doing the research finding venues that we would be appropriate for um,
1: how do you go about that as someone who's like hey we're a new group and I promise we're gonna be really good you shouldn't let <laughs> us come yeah. Yeah. Like, just because I'm sure there's other people in that situation of like I we play and we sound good and we want to go somewhere we don't know how how, how do you do that
6: Yeah, um, some of it was getting recommendations from friends who live in cities saying what are some venues that would showcase this type of music and then I would just email them you know and with links and samples of our work etc right. and, and also a testimonial from a bar that we played at a lot in Sarasota <laughs> right. you know saying how we always brought people in etc. It's funny too because we were talking about this the other day. We've ended up playing at so many diverse types of (laughs) places, from from hospitals to heavy metal bars to
0: (laughs) from metal bars to country stores. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: we
6: played at a grocery store. We played at a coffee coffee shops. You know, like
1: how was the hospital? Hospital. That's the one I'm that piqued my interest on that list. (laughs) Yeah, the hospital gig, the Baptist
0: hospital, was the only gig where we weren't allowed to collect tips. We weren't allowed to sell merchandise, which was a bummer. Well, they don't <laughs> carry a lot of cash. Yeah. 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 At hospital. <laughs> it was That's great that. when people danced too. We even had a couple dancers
1: at the hospital gig. Yeah. 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 Nice. Were they in the full gowns? You had to worry about which way they were facing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, no. we played
0: uh, "You Send Me" uh, by Sam Cooke and um, oh. and uh, "Stay." Um, we had a l- little sort of fifties medley, and this couple. Got up and started slow dancing oh, in the hospital cafeteria. you
1: got to love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. That's scary. like gig accomplished. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So what are you guys going to play for us?
6: Uh, the second one is called Free, and it's a song we wrote together kind of about how the grass always seems to be a little bit greener somewhere else. <laughs> and it's uh, part of the song. Actually, really speaks to this tour that we're on right now.
7: Well, you grew up too fast, looking. Paid job that lasts to settle down in a prefab house with four kids, and every Monday at seven it's me low. Forget, well, you got off work too late and you already know your fate. You're peeling back on the wrapper of the lean cuisine, cuddling up with two buck chuck. Don't you wish you were free? Don't you wish you were me? Traveling around with your friends from town to town, singing three-part harmony. Well, it's a white-hot summer's day. You've been. Sweating your life away Tacking shingles on a politician's house Who will always vote against you, say Staring at the computer screen Brother, wasting away your dreams While your boss sends you message After message, after message message And she's only ten feet away Don't you wish you were free? Don't you wish you were me? Traveling around with your friends from town to town, singing three part harmony. Don't you wish you were free? Don't you wish you were me? Traveling around with your friends from town to town, singing three part harmony. Well, we've been i been all night long through some road work like Donkey Kong. We'll play a two-hour set for six people, I bet that we're getting paid in PBR. Well, we haven't been home in six weeks and our Subaru is starting to reek. We're scraping up the coins from underneath the seat because we're living on pickles and cheese. So don't you get me wrong, you know we all get along. Fools for so long It ain't just sunshine and sun Still I'm glad to be free It's about to be me Traveling around with my friends From town to town Singing three-part harmony Don't you wish you were free Or don't you wish you were me Traveling around with my friends From town to town Singing three-part harmony Don't you wish you were free, don't you wish you were me, traveling around with my friends from town to town singing three-part harmony.
0: (laughs) Uh, We'll we'll be back in September, you can just find our our, uh, gigs on theblueeyedbetties.com Find our click on shows. Nice. (laughs) All right, thanks guys. Thanks Thanks for lot
1: Well, that sound means the end of our show, folks. I'm truly grateful for the listen, and we will see you in two weeks for another episode of At the Elephants with Rob Morris. Take it away, Daniel. So I've been
0: reading about nameless things, don't ask me what they are. Nietzsche, Zara the Spoke. boy, you have done it wrong.